okay, we are Sefer Malachim Beis, Perek Dalid, Pasuk Chavhei Batelech Batavo El Ish Kelokim. So, in the closing seconds of yesterday's shir, we saw the very tragic incident where the Isha Hachinamis, this woman who had given the hospitality to Elisha every time he was in Shunam and had been blessed by Elisha with something she had never had was a child. And now we saw yesterday the child apparently had sunstroke working in the fields with his father. Um, and they bring him back and he dies in her arms. And she puts him in Elisha's room that she had reserved for him, closes the door behind her, gets a donkey, and proceeds to go to Har HaKarmel, where Elisha, she doesn't tell her husband why she's going. She just says nothing, but she tells him she's going. So now, Vatelech Vatavo Elisha Elokim El Har HaKarmel, she comes to Har HaKarmel, the second Elisha sees her from the distance, he knows something's wrong, and he tells Gechazi, his intern, his aide-de-camp, whatever you want to call him, the Shunamis is coming here. Atarutzna, now go down, Lakrasa to greet her, the Amorlo Hashalomlach, is everything all right with you? Hashalom Li Shecha, is everything all right with your husband? Hashalom Leyeled, is everything all right with your son? And she answers, Gechazi Batomer Shalom. Fine, everything is fine. Like she didn't tell her husband what was the matter, she doesn't tell Gechazi. She obviously has very little respect for Gechazi, and we're going to see Gechazi is a very problematic individual. He is very um, weak, susceptible. How he got the job as Elisha's assistant is unclear, but he is there, and even Elisha realizes this man has serious faults. She comes to the mountaintop, she falls to the ground, grabs him by the legs, indicating that she wants him to come with her. And Gechazi comes and tries to remove her. He removes her or tries to remove her for one of three reasons. It's not the Kavadik for her. Two, it's not the Kavadik to the Navi, to Elisha. And the Mepharshim have an explanation, and it shows you we're beginning to get the insight into the character of Gehazi. He removes her in a very licentious, lecherous, libidinous manner. Uh, which is not very respectful to her as a woman. And Elisha sees this by Yomer Isha Elohim Hapena, leave her alone, Kinafsha Moral, can't you see her heart is embittered? Vashem Helimi Meni below Higigli. Very interesting phrase. The Kurdish who has concealed this from me and has not told me. In other words, up till now, 
I didn't know what her problem is. Apparently, he uses the past tense because now he understands. He's got it all together, why she is here. But up till now, for some reason, it was concealed. She says to him, did I ask for a son? Didn't I say, do not mislead me? You remember, she's very concerned about the nuances of the announcement by Elisha that you'll have a son next year at this time to hold in your arms. She's concerned beyond that. Will the child survive infancy? Now her worst nightmares have become a reality. And she says, I didn't ask for this. Elisha says to Gechazi, Chagar Mosnecha, gird your loins, arm yourself, you know, dress. Take my staff in your hand. If you see a man on the way, go as fast as you can. If you see a man on the way, don't stop to converse with him. And somebody stops to you, speak to you, don't answer him. Speed is of the essence. And you can see he too has a great insight into Gechazi's character. Put my staff on the face of the nar. In other words, until I get there, Gechazi is invested with the power of the beast to do trias hamesim, as it were. Um, and she says to Elisha, "Batamar im hanar chai Hashem by the life of my child, the chai nafshecha, and by your, I, I take an oath that I will not leave you." In other words, until you come. And he goes, the, uh, he goes to follow her. In other words, he will follow. Um, now, Gechazi. He purposely wants Gechazi to feel that, you know, he's got a role in this, that he has got the power here. But he knows what he's dealing with. And it turns out his premonitions about Gechazi are 100% correct. The Medrash tells us that Gechazi would go on the way holding up the staff saying, look, I got Elisha's staff, I'm going to perform Tchias HaMesim. Isn't that something? And he will stop and tell anybody where he's going. And there's an interesting Medrash. On the road, he encounters a dog who is dead. And he puts the staff on the dog, and the dog comes to life. But that means he only has one miracle in the staff, and so that's it. That's why it's not going to work. He goes before He puts the staff, the ain call, there's no voice, there's no sign of recognition, there's no hearing. And he goes out to greet Elisha by Yigai The young boy never he's in he's dead. He didn't stir. Elisha comes to the house. The child is dead. Remember the woman put her put the child on Elisha's bed. 
and he comes by Yiskor Hadeles Shnehim. He closes the door so he's alone only with he and the child. By Yispalel El Hashem, and he prays to the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And we see, interestingly, this is a departure from Elisha's usual modus operandi in performing Nisim. In other words, he says what he's doing first and then gets a ex post facto ratification from the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Here he starts to pray. Why? Because Tchiyas HaMesim requires Hashem. As we learned that Medrash, only Hashem has the key to Tchiyas HaMesim. He must uh, daven and be misfallen. Then, remember that story Eliyahu when he revives the child uh, in Safiyas, he lies on top of him. He puts his mouth parallel to his mouth. The Ainov, Elenov, his eyes on his eyes. The Kapov, Al Kapov, palms on palms. By Yigaherov, he stretches out completely on the assumption is mouth to mouth. He's performing some kind of resuscitation. And sure enough, by Yocham Besar Hayelet, the flesh of the boy begins to show some warmth. And Elisha is going back and forth in that room, back and forth in form of tefillah. Again, he stretches himself on the child. And by Yizorer Hanar Adshepa Panim. The boy sneezes seven times, a sign that life is coming back. We're not sure, say the question, does the boy sneeze seven times or does it refer to seven repetitions of this prayer cycle by Elisha? In any case, by Yivka Hanara saying of, the child opens up his eyes. By Yikra el Gechazi, he now summons Gechazi by Yomer, Kra el Hashunamis Hazos. Call this Shunamis here. Notice he doesn't dispatch Gehazi to tell the woman because he knows absolutely the contempt that she has for Gehazi. So he will tell her, nor will he send out the child because sending out the child to her would probably shock her into, you know, uh, cardiac arrest. By Yama Krola Shunamis Hazos, by Yikraena, by Tavaway Love. And he comes to him and he says, Se'i b'meich. Here, take your son. And so that concludes this very miraculous episode. And as we've said, this parak is devoted to Nisim that Elisha does for individuals. And so now... Let me ask you a question. All you want. What's, what is... The story is very strange. She, she's granted a child... The child dies and is revived. Why? Like, what's the purpose? What is, what's, you know, if we're reading the story, what's, what's the lesson to us about, you know, and, it, and, and there's no, she seems to be a good woman, there's no problem, and, yeah, and then he dies and he's revived. And is that the last we hear about her? Yeah. No, there are a couple of you know reasons given. One is the all that the Kodesh Baruch who wants the tefillah of tzaddikim, of tzadkonios. Two, 
that we see that the osos, the miracles, and the mosim, these are the basis often of emuna and bitachon. It strengthens our emuna. It strengthens our bitachon. So it happens in order to believe. They're a very important part of our belief system. And so that this is what it does for us. It is a message to us as much as it is to but that moment. Isn't it cruel to have the prayer of Alicia? He'll have a woman go through this? Yes. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it does in a certain sense. And yes, a good part of it we don't understand. Yeah. We just don't understand it. And it's, look, it's an exact repetition of Elio. We could have, you know, you could argue you could have learned it from that. But Alicia does it as well. It is, uh, it is just a, a, um, an osos motion. It strengthens our bitachon. And I think that's what it's directed to. And then the, the, other, the other question would be, you know, in, in this time period, you have these bad kings. Right. Right? And Elisha is in Israel, not right. in Yehuda, right? That is correct. You have these bad kings, and then you have um, a Navi who performs miracles by being devout to Hashem. Like, where are the rest of the people? Where are the people of Israel? Where are the kings? Well, we saw, we divided it. Last chapter of the kings, that was the miracle with the, with the war with Moab. Now they want to show the personal side. And as we're going to see, the next chapter is the international side. In other words, it's like Elisha is supposed to be the Navi of all of us, even internationally, as we will see. We're going to get to that. Now, Elisha goes to Gilgal. Elisha shav Gilgal, where he teaches and he has students. There is famine in the land. Now, the explanation for this famine is not in this chapter, Dalit, but we're going to see it in Ches. I chapter Ches, Periches. Ironically, it is Elisha who is pronounced a very severe seven-year famine. And the reason being is that it is because the Kaddish Baruch Hu is really more furious, it's angry, because Bnei Yisrael has slid back. They're back to the Avodah Zarah. They're back to the alternative worship systems. And so there is a seven-year famine, and everybody is suffering. He comes to Gilgal, uh, remember we described the B'nai HaNavim as his disciples. They were Nevi'im that were students. Yoshim Lepana, they're sitting in front of him, and there isn't a thing to eat. And he tells his uh, servants, bring the huge pot here, and let us cook a porridge, uh, as it were, the Bnei Hanavim for the starving Bnei Hanavim. And one goes to the field, Oros, with the specific instructions to take Oros, which we would interpret, it could be uh, greens, it could be herbs. By Yimso Gepen so then he finds in the field a vineyard by Yilakate Nimenu Pekuas. 
sade, they're gourds, what we would call, slices of things, and he takes the gourds, the low big dough, he fills up his clothes, his pockets with them, and he puts it in the sir hanazid to boil, he doesn't know really what's going to happen, they eat it and they are sick. It's poison. They scream out, There's death in this pot, to Elisha. They could not eat it and they were in mortal danger. What does he do? Take flour, a handful of flour, by Yishalech el Hasir, throw it into the seer, and this will neutralize it. You saw this exact same nace with Eliyahu when he takes the bread and puts it in the food ingredients. By Yomer, take Laam, now give it to the people, by Yochlu, There is nothing bad in the pot now. The poison has been totally uh, obliviated. Last one. The Ishbami Baal Shalisha, man comes from Baal Shalisha, he's obviously a very generous, charitable man. Remember, the famine is still on. And he brings to Elisha Lechem Bikurim, bread, loaves of bread, Esrim Lechem Saorim, they are of uh, barley, the caramel corn, the ciclano, roasted corn, give this to the, your, your Talmudin. So now, first of all, Baal Shalusha is famed as the best barley in the nation. It cannot be bikurim in the sense of first fruits uh, because you give that to the Kohen. Elisha is not a Kohen, but rather this man's uh, produce. He gave them, and it says, if it's his first fruit, he brings to them, give it to them and they will eat. And Elisha's assistant says, how am I going to give this? There are a hundred people, 20 loaves of barley bread isn't going to do it. Give it to them. They will eat. They will eat and there will even be leftover. That's how it's going to multiply. They eat by Yosiru Badkidavar Hashem, and it remains as a remainder according to the word of the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Note that the word by Yosiru appears only twice in the Torah. The first time is with the man where the Kaddish Baruch Hu tells them, do not leave, lo so siru, uh, any man left over, like on okay. Friday, trying to stockpile it for Shabbos, and they disobey, and they are punished. Here, by Yosiru, they listen, and they are rewarded. So we have seen this series of at least four miracles performed by Elisha in terms of individuals, people. Tomorrow, Elisha goes international with Naaman, the general of the whole nation of Aram. So 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, uh, Emir Tashem Adkan.